in my, one of my early demonstrations, I was demonstrating and talk, chatting to the audience, and I noticed someone actually nodding off. <laughs> you know, it was about, it, he didn't think I could see him. It was, it was way back. Um, there was probably about 40 people there, and he was towards the back. And I saw him, and I saw his eyes going, and I was like, he's going to go to sleep in a minute. So I deliberately raised my voice. Hello and welcome to episode 105 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. That's a good impression. Who's that off, Steve? That was you. Oh, was it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean, I know what you're referring to. You're referring to my visitors for Father Christmas last week. Yeah. Yes, folks. I I went to my daughter's uh, um, firm's nursery party as father christmas and there's 52 children there all eager faces waiting for father christmas to arrive and their parents there was about 150 odd people in the nursery room i came in with that uh, ho 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 hello everybody merry christmas go on and give us give the listeners uh, all right well i'll have to turn back okay okay ho 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 Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Lovely. Is that all right? Did it come out that was, all right? That was good, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Oh, that's well, I had, to, I, had to, I, I had to disguise my voice because uh, my little um, granddaughter was there and uh, I, she's only four years old and I said to Becky, you know, is she going to recognise me? She, last year I did it and she was okay because she was only three, but now she's f- coming up four she said, oh, I don't think so. So I had to disguise my voice, and then I had to take my glasses off because she's used to seeing me in glasses. Anyway, long as the short of it is, she didn't recognise me. She came oh. up, took her parcel, and off she trotted. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, no, it's really so nice. Sweet. I really enjoyed it. It's my only, I only do it once a year, but I do it for Becky uh, mainly, but I do it for because it's great fun. Yeah. Yeah, get to see the kids. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for tuning in this week. Yes, it's not long now, is it, Steve? Nope. Our next podcast will be Boxing Day, won't That's it? That's right. And, and you're right in the middle of your pantomime at the moment, aren't you? Seven shows. No, no. Five, five. shows. Five, five shows well, down. By the time this podcast airs, it'll be seven. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so you're enjoying that, don't you? Yeah, it's going really well. Yeah, it's exhausting because... Um, you just the kids are so loud that you get give loads of energy yes and then you've got to do it again yes <laughs> you know right. for another load of kids yeah um but they've been great They're, everything's gone down well, really we well. were working out because at one part of this folks um stephen gets seven custard pies thrown at him during this little skit <laughs> sketch yes i do and we worked out that seven times 19 which is the amount of shows you've got is 133 133. (laughs) i'm gonna get 103 custard pies 133 pies to the face by the time 
you finished. So. I know, I know. And it goes everywhere. It's as messy as it looks. It goes everywhere, up your nose, in your eyes. It oh, stings as well. Fun. You've got to be careful. But you've got to think that all those people looking at it are really enjoying themselves. That's what you've got to think of, Steve. Yeah. Oh, we love it on stage as well. We can't keep it together. We lose it on stage. It's brilliant. Great. Uh, yeah, so feeling very Christmassy at the moment. It's, um, it's really good. It is, isn't it, actually? I, I've even noticed that in, in all the shops and everywhere we've gone. This year, more than ever, I don't know why. It does seem to be just a little bit more Christmassy. It's nice. It's nice. So I hope everyone out there is having a nice festive period and eating sure. lots and drinking lots and enjoying it. Um, but for now, we should crack on with some questions. Yes. So the first one is from Angela. Now, this was, uh, it's not a question, this is some feedback uh, that she's given. Uh, Angela's just recently joined our membership site and uh, she's uh, replied back to the email saying why she signed up. So Angela says, why did I sign up? Well, the real truth is this. I've been looking at a lot of YouTube videos and I get fed up with everything American. Loud, hurried and mumbled. You see, I watch all these videos one hour in in bed before I go to sleep and then I turn off the light and think of what I will paint or do the next day. Well, I never get to think about it because I've fallen asleep. On this occasion, I was fed up with the woman from Lacry Fine Arts or Latry Fine Arts. I don't know how to say that. Mm. Um, Speaking so quickly and not stopping at the end of her sentences. I emailed her and asked her to please speak slower. She was not happy. <laughs> I accidentally somehow found you and clicked on you, and this wonderful voice had me hooked. I was mesmerized. I thought, this is it, the voice I need to learn from. So the next morning, I decided to register with you. Um, so when I've completed up my first picture, I will show you, and you can put me right. Um, so she's, uh, she's got Faber Castell Pit Pasta Pencils, which is handy. Uh, she's ready to go. But, um, yeah, so there we go. Thanks, Angela. It's, oh, that's nice. It's Thank nice you. feedback. Um, we, we can't really relate to the, the loud Americans because we, no, we don't hear the watch them, but well, no, people have said And I that, wouldn't say, but all our American listeners out there, we're, 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 that's not a dig because we've certainly got some loud English people as well. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Equally as loud. For sure. I do understand what um, she's saying, though. They do tend to... Artists generally do tend to waffle a bit. Really? I'm, I'm also, I do as well, I, I must admit. Um, I'm just, I hope people put up with it. No, they do tend to waffle a bit. Artists are not natural orators. You know, they are artists. and Expressing just, themselves. In their own company. Yeah. And, and I remember once, and I won't remember, I won't mention his name, but there's one particular person who, when I first started out, um, 20 odd years ago now it would it would be and we were talking about doing videos and so on and I and the person who was was making the video said I've got some videos have a have a look at this chap he's really good and I watched his videos and he bored me to tears he really did and I suppose in a way that that taught me a big lesson I thought I'm not going to be like that. Don't do Whatever that. Whatever I do, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because it was really, really drone, drone, drone all the time in one monotonous voice. But he's a very, very, very good artist. So you see, it doesn't necessarily follow. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Um, everyone, everyone has their own opinions and what they like and you know, mm. whether they like someone's voice, um, mm. of course. But it's just finding the right teacher for I you. I suppose in a way... Where I'm lucky is I wasn't an artist first. I was a salesman. That was ah. my job. I, was, I met people, talked to people, and sold people uh, items of whatever yeah. I did, because I did several different jobs. 
Uh, so I got used to that. And um, so that I kind of came from that background, really, mm. rather than, uh, you know, straight in as an artist. Yeah. Well, it helps. helps. For sure. For sure. Okay. Well, uh, welcome to the membership site, Angela, and I uh, hope you're enjoying it so far. Uh, the next uh, feedback is from Wendy. Thank you, Colin and Steve. This was on last week's podcast. For this really informative podcast, it really helped me to understand about colour harmony. When you were talking about painting tigers, I realised that I had been painting the black stripes as separate from the rest of the fur. Now I understand how to harmonise the colours more. Mm. I really hadn't thought about this fully before the podcast. Oh, that was good. Oh, that, that's good news. Mm. I hope other people have picked up on that. Mm. That was a really, really, really good discussion actually the the color harmony made a lot of sense to me um so and we're working on some stuff um yes some blogs and some demonstrations of that to help based on that same idea demonstrate color Mm. harmony um a bit more so uh thanks for that wendy uh the next question we have uh which we can talk about this week um is from sue hi colin and steve i've been asked by a local art group to give a demonstration using pastel pencils the reason for my email is uh, to you is that I have not done a demonstration before and I'm not sure how to approach it. I know there is one particular chap who attends who is getting, in quotations, bored of his own way of painting. I think he's a watercolour user. I'm sure I could convert him to pastels. I don't know whether it would be best to just do a simple drawing and show them the technique or whether to purchase some pastels for them to try. Uh, this would be in reimbursed by the club or both. I would just appreciate your advice as this is something... Uh, that you have done many times, Sue. Mm. Now, we've given... We don't really want to go over old ground because we have given advice out before via the show to, I think, Isabel was doing a demonstration or had been That's asked right. to do a demonstration. Right. So let's let's highlight a few points to see if you can touch on a few new points. Mm. Um, a blog post has gone out mm-hmm. as well to help well, That people. almost says it's all, all, really, but we can fill in the gaps yeah. there a bit. The first tip on the blog is to think of it differently. Think of you selling the product. Mm. Mm. So don't mm. take the pressure off yourself. It's not you that they're... That's right. Because it's different for you because you're like, I think there's more, you put more pressure, you would put more pressure on yourself because mm. you are uh, not the member of the art group. You're coming as a separate entity. That's right. So they're also coming to see you be like, Colin Bradley, but then they're also yeah. seeing the pastel pencils. Whereas, hopefully, Sue will feel less pressure because yes. it's her art group. So That's she's, right. you know, it's she can say, "Look at the pencils. It's the pencils, pencils, pencils." Mm. Mm. And put the emphasis on that, without doubt. This is what I've discovered, folks. She's bound to be enthusiastic because she's she's you know already found as we do that the pastel pencil is a fantastic medium. So she's going to be in, she's going to enthuse about that and. Go overboard. One of the things I pick up on there, you, you said that somebody was interested in water or doing watercolour, but maybe interested in pastel. Mm. I would mention that the pastel pencil is, has a similar approach to it as watercolour, because it does. You, you, you layer um, with watercolour, you would put you know, some washes on and then you, you build up your colour. Not quite the same as pastels, as we told you last week, because you, 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 if you put too much watercolour on and then you try to put more on, you tend to disturb the watercolour you put on. Mm. But washes work out. And it's the same sort of idea. You're building up and you're working from light to dark. That's the main thing I used to emphasise, working from light to dark. 
exactly as with watercolour. Okay. So that will, um, you know, the, 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 the watercolour artist then will prick up. And then you've just got to say that uh, whether it's the animals, uh, usually I usually go for animals because animals look great in pastel pencils, mm. the best ever. I don't think there's a medium that touches them for the, for the pure life that it breathes into animals. So stick with that and say that really other mediums don't really hold a candle to pastel pencils. Mention that and say that and then demonstrate it if you can. Demonstrate why. Because people are going to, you're going to get some bright sparks. Oh, yes. Well, why is that then? Something like that. And then you tell them. Of your own experiences, don't sort of, you can quote me, certainly, but generally speaking, of your, I have found, you should say, I have found when I do this, do that, do the other. Speak of your experiences. And they already know you're not a professional artist, so they're not going to expect too much from you. That way, you take the emphasis completely away from you. You're, te- you're, you're throwing the emphasis on the pastel pencil. Okay. And it's man enough for the job. It will, it will uh, uh, you know, be okay to go down that road. Mm. If, you, if you stick with, if you, if you make it too personal, then people will latch onto that. So you want to push that as far mm. away as you can. And sort of take yourself out of the equation. So I've found, or in my experience, right. so it's sort of, you and know. then at the last resort, you can always bring us into it and say, you know, Colin Bradley said this and Colin Bradley said that. Yeah. And then you, t- again, once again, you throw the emphasis on me. Yeah. Uh, rather than on you. Uh, and I picked this t- tip up from him and I picked this other tip up from him. Yeah. He helped me with this and so on. That's the way I would approach it in her instance. Okay. That doesn't apply to anybody who visits as a demonstrator to an art group who's new or fresh faced and not known you it's a slightly different approach then same idea you could still sell the pastel pencil but there you've got to put a little bit more effort into it well you take you take control ownership over you it you have to then because you're you're dealing with a a, a lot of strangers mm. Mm. but what i would say is great fun demonstrating is great fun and by golly do you learn a lot Really? Yes. About, think think about, on your feet. Well, you don't know what questions are going to be asked. Yeah. You should ask people to submit questions. Don't be frightened of that. Because I know you're not going to know what they're going to say, but that puts you on the spot. And the old adrenaline starts pumping. And you'd be surprised how good you are at answering those questions. It's quite amazing. Yeah. And what kind of things would you recommend uh, Sue demonstrates? Demonstrate as simple as you can. Something really simple, something you've done before. Don't do anything new that you've never done before. (laughs) That would be asking for trouble. Keep it as simple as you can. Talk a lot while you're doing it too. Keep referring, keep breaking away from it and say, now, did you see that I did this or did you see I did that? And this is the reason. Mm. That way you can get away with not doing too much demonstration. One of the things that I've seen, and I've seen this in demonstrations, when people uh, get up and they don't say a word for half an hour. No way. Now, what would happen? Oh, yes, I've seen it. They get they get lost in their picture and they, they don't they stop say talking. anything. Not many artists would do that, especially in demonstrations, but I've seen it happen. And, of course, what happens is the people who are not really that bothered with you talk amongst themselves or go to sleep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's what I did. Look. Yes. 
Yeah, so they talk amongst themselves, and that's really off-putting. Oh, you can God, imagine. I bet. Yeah. So you've got to keep control. So you've got to keep talking. Keep their interest. And keep their interest going. Another thing I used to do, actually, has just brought it back to me. I was in my, one of my early demonstrations. I was demonstrating and to talk, chatting to you, and I noticed someone actually nodding off. <laughs> you know, it was about, it, he didn't think I could see him. He was, he was way back. Um, there was probably about 40 people there, and he was towards the back. And I saw him, and I saw his eyes going, and I was, he's going to go to sleep in a minute. So I deliberately raised my voice. Did you? And so, something like that, you know. <laughs> As Father <And> Christmas. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, he shot bolt upright. <laughs> <laughs> but, excellent you know so that's this is what i'm i'm saying you've got to control the situation and um, yeah but but that's really get on and do it it's great fun yeah it sounds it i remember when you did a demonstration about a year and a half ago that we uh took the audio from and actually it's on an old podcast mm. um you did a demonstration for a local art group. You would do a little bit and then you'd get up and talk. That's right. About you, what you've just done. That's right. And sort of explain a little bit and That's sort of right. take some questions. Eye contact too is very important. With, yes. With as many people as you can. Ah. Talk to them individually if you can. Yeah. If you just talk, look at the lamp above you or look at the floor, you're not, you're not, not in engaging with, with them. them. You've no. got to talk to them. Look, at <laughs> look them, them into the eye. the eye. Look them into the eye and smile and say, and then talk to you and then move again and move again and move again and move again. Yeah. It's a very important to do that because then you know what's going on. You know what your audience, uh, and, and if they're smiling at you and they're laughing at you and they're, they're engaging. Yeah. And that's, that's important. That's funny because my uh, dance teacher, Mel, she used to be a magician's assistant. Oh, right. And uh, before she was a dancer, or at the same time she was a dancer, and uh, she would do that exact thing. She would look people in the eye and draw them in and then draw the other side in and just basically just make sure she would make eye contact with every mm. single one to mm. draw them in to say, look, look at me, look mm. at me, look mm. at me, look at me, um, mm. which is like what you're doing. It's Absolutely. exactly the Absolutely. same thing. You want to engage people and get them yes get them interested you do to a certain extent don't you when you're 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 the comedian people i'm sure know this already but you're the comedian in the pantomime and the comedian and the dame are the only two characters that can actually talk to the audience yeah. everybody else has got to be in character but you can come out of character and i've noticed that you actually do look at the audience all over the yeah. audience and this is one of the reasons why it's so successful when you're there. And John does the same. Your, your dame does the same thing. Yeah. He looks at the audience. It's the only way you can judge and, and assess what's going on, keeping in contact. Yeah. And a demonstrator as an art group should do exactly that. Yeah, do the same. Yeah, okay. So, so good advice there. Uh, would you take uh, previous artwork? Should she take old artwork that she's done oh, yes. before and, and put those up and show people? Definitely. And, and you can also, if you're doing a particular section of an animal, you can then find something similar like that you may have done. Or you may have seen me, you say, may have seen this picture of the pussy or the cat or the elephant or whatever. Mm. Look, I did that there. And look, that's the finished result. And you see how well it, you see what I mean? Talking about the medium. Uh, brings people in and, they, and they're always going to be interested in what you're saying. Mm. Good. Okay, that's, uh, that's good advice. Hopefully that, that helps, Sue. And do let us know how you get on. Oh, please do. I'd yes. be really interested to find out. Yes. So, uh, 
That's great. Okay, uh, so the subject for uh, the Christmas period, our next subject that is coming out, is a beautiful little puppy. Yes. Ah. Yes. I was... uh, When I first saw this picture, I was enthralled by it. I thought, this is a must. It's a must because it combines two things together. Black, so you've got black, and you've got that ochre, and you've got fantastic pink ears, you know, the, the pink inside the ears. Mm. Absolutely great. It's like a tiger colours on a dog. Yes, yes. Only not have. as dark. The, or, the orange is, you absolutely. know, lighter. And we were talking about last week, weren't we, about harmony. Well. How you harmonise colours. How do you harmonise the colour in that? Isn't it fantastic? Is it the same? So, okay, so this picture is going to be up on the website if you're looking at it. I'm sorry that if, if you can't get to the picture that we might make some references to it now. But mm. the, um, the black the grey and then the orange and the ochre, how do you harmonise that all together? What colour do you use in the black to harmonise with the... Well, if you, if you look at the area between the eyes, yeah. you see that they've very got a dark. very, very dark ochre uh, hitting the black at the bottom of that um, light area that frames uh, is above the two eyes. Yeah. That hits that black, and you see that it's 283 is the colour that I'm using there. It's actually, you almost can't see the join between those two. And that is really typifies exactly what you need to do. You need to have uh, an edge of the black. All the black that I've got on there, that where you've got the orange, you've got a very, very faint trace of orange actually on the black itself. Now, you can't necessarily mm, see that no. and pick that up, but it is actually there. And that links the two together. So you it, put the orange into the black? You, yes, you can do that. In a situation like that, you can do that. Yes. Oh. Yes, you can actually use the orange as like a, um, an edging tool, really. It, it just and you do that. I do that so many times, and people have seen me do it. And folks, you'll see me do it on this one. So say like uh, so around the edges of of the black. Give us another example. So around the top of the ear. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see so it on the top the ears, of the ear. The, the ear on the right. Uh, one area on the the right ear uh, uh, on the black where the black meets the orange. You can see that line distinctly. On the other side, you can't. But I guarantee you, it's still there. And there's orange in that black. Mm. It's and linking that sort of the two together. Merges or creates the harmony. Mm. Because what if you what if you weren't to do that? Would it just be more of a you'd, harsher? Harsh, you'd have a harsh. It edge. would look harsher. You'd have a um, harsh edge. Yes. Whereas that sort of uh, mm. the tone, the overall tone of the black. Mm. So, what colours do you put into the black um, specifically? What colours? There do you was. Put into the there black? was. A th- uh, do you know what, Steve? I'm going to have to think about that. I think it was 169 I put The in orange? There. No, not the orange, no. 169 I used. See, I used 169 on the ears. And What's I used 169? Also, is he... It's the uh, uh, grey mauvey colour. You know that? Uh, I can't find grey it. Grey mauvey colour. It, it, yes, it's a caput mortem is the colour. Ah, 169. There it is. I've just found it. I've just seen it. So a grey mauvey colour. Well, it is slightly, yeah. It's got a kind of a greyish, mauvey colour. It's a brilliant colour. I've used it quite a lot. I'm using it. I'm using it in the picture I'm doing right at the moment, which I'm not going to tell you what it is. But that's the picture nine. I'm using there. That's what's created the effect on that picture there. But uh, it's a very good colour, 
is again another link color between pink and and black. So if you put the if you put yeah. that into the picture, you're going to see it, and it's, it's, imagine, it's in yeah. that black. So when you're doing also, you... there's ochre in the black as well. There's ochre actually mixed into the black. You can see it actually uh, there, Steve. And this so, is top of the head. I'm so, I'm referring to folks. There is ochre in that. So what when you're creating a color harmony, especially with black? Let's use black as the example. Um, how can you create? How else can you create a color harmony? Can you put a lighter color into the black, or do you have to put a darker color into the black? Do you know what you, I mean? Well, you put it in. At the, you, you, you've got to choose the right time to do it. Because obviously, you you're start starting with, with a medium grey. You start. So, with do the you grays. put it on top of the medium grey? Uh, on top of the medium grey, yeah. But can you put? Um, so that's one way of doing it. But can the other way you create a harmony is when you enter the darker colors. Um, or do you have to create the harmony at the early stage? You do, yes. You have to. You have to really, yes. You have to start at that so point. So you can't really. put a medium grey and then a dark no, colour and then go, no. oh, I want to put a, a, a burnt sienna or... No, not after you put the black on. No, it's got to be done before the black goes on. You've got to... You've got to, you've got to um, the black is a darkening agent. Everybody's got to keep this in your head when you're dealing with black. Black is a darkening agent. You're darkening whatever tone you're putting on, which means you've got to establish that tone before you... Touch the black. Yeah, put the black on. You can put colours on top of the black that you put underneath the black. You can do that because because you've already got it there. I see. But you couldn't introduce a colour at that stage. No, it Uh, wouldn't work. It would be mud. It would end up very muddy. It's like when you say when you put a white underneath, you, you reconstitute the white yeah, yes, sometimes. That's, that's right. You can do that. Because you've put white on before. That's so right. it's the same. So say then you do introduce a colour at the medium grey stage. Then you put um, a black on. Mm. How would you reintroduce that? Would you use the same colour that you've put on or could you put a darker version of the same tone on to re-give it some... You've got to be careful. I, my answer to that would probably be no. And then having said that, you'll probably see me do it <laughs> at some time. <laughs> because I'm thinking... It's just that I... When you... Let me tell you, when you have had got the experience that I've got on the pastel pencils, you don't really think too much when you're doing it. You, you, you go through the, the, the routines that you're used to, but sometimes... For instance, I've just done, or I'm just doing a picture now, and I set all the colours out, as I normally do beforehand, with the extra colours, which I think I might need. And now I was halfway through this section of the picture, and it wasn't working, and I couldn't understand why it was working. So I went and took a completely foreign colour. You wouldn't believe that I would have done it, but I did totally foreign colour and if uh, and I'm bearing in mind I, I'm dealing with ochres and whites and greys and so on and um, it, it, and then I decided to put a blue in now it worked brilliantly now don't t- I can't really tell you why I decided to do it I just did I just had to feel I had this in my head I thought this is the, this is what the effect I wanted I couldn't get it with the darker greys i couldn't get it with any of the other colors it wasn't working and i thought well why isn't it working i know and i tried this one color and were you using cool greys no uh, no i wasn't no because you'd using expect the greys. blue to go no, in with you, the cool greys exactly and no i wasn't i was using um sort of warmer colors no you wouldn't 
So this is how this versatile is why I'm trying to say. This is why I'm saying. pencils are, yeah. and how you can change things up so much. Mm, mm. I, I wouldn't suggest people do that now. Um, <laughs> wait until you see the picture, which will be later on in the year. You'll see it, or New Year. Um, but you'll see me actually do this, and it, it, you're kind of gone. Why has he done that? But when you look at the picture, when you see me doing, you think, "What is he doing? He's lost it." But when you see the effect that it creates, it's stunning. Mm. So, but this is experience. This is where I'm. I'm trying to say to you that as you get on, folks, as you get better and better and more practiced and more confident with your pastel pencils, these are things that can happen to you. You can go at suddenly off the book. Yeah. You know, and do things that you wouldn't have thought would work. But I don't know. It does. Good. Yeah. Going back to the colour harmony then. So if you're putting, you put it on at the, the, the grey, after the grey. I would say that's you establish the that's tone. You, do. you establish the tone mm. at that point. Mm. And then if you wanted to bring that out more after the black, you could use that same put, colour. Put, you can put more colour on. It happens, it works well with, but again, you have to have a colour that works with the black. You couldn't put an ochre on, for instance. It wouldn't work. Yeah. It's got to be something that is already works with the black. Blue, brown. I mean, talking about dark brown. Yeah. Blue, dark brown. Uh, black is sometimes the only colour that will give you the dr- drama that is necessary. Got you. As indeed with this uh, dog. If you yeah. look at the dog, when you're looking at it and you're looking at it, folks, imagine that dog without black on it. It just wouldn't work. No. But the no, black has to be put on on top of those other tones that are put on. But when you see the picture in construction, it'll be much, much clearer to you. Good. Excellent. Okay. Anyway, you're going to love that. Love the picture. It's a tra- terrific eyes on that. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful eyes. So that picture will be coming up very soon, I would have thought, over the weekend. Also, we should mention that we're broadcasting live. If everyone's listening to this uh, before Sunday, the 21st of December, uh, at 6pm, uh, Greenwich Mean Time, our, um, mm. our time here in the UK, 6pm, uh, uh, on Sunday, we are broadcasting via YouTube for the first time. Yes, live to the world. Live Steve. to the world. We're going to do a, a live Q and A. So have your questions ready. Um, if you haven't got questions, but as we talk, you have questions, you can write them on the comments on YouTube. Um, we're just trying it out, aren't we? Yes, it's just a, a towing the water job um, to see whether it works or not. If it does work, the implications are enormous, huge. Okay. As you can imagine, listeners, so there's lots we can we're do. We're hoping that it's all going to work out. If it doesn't, don't blame us, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're just experimenting and yeah. trying, always trying to do something different, something new. Um, it's the communication between us and you which we're trying to establish yeah. on a much better footing than we are at the moment. I mean, I think we're doing brilliantly at the moment, but I think it's, it's nice when people have uh, sit at home and think it, and feel that they know us. Yeah, and, and they can tune into us. That's right. And we're talking to you live and all that is right. something that we've wanted to do for a while. Mm. Um, so we'll try it out. If it goes well, then we'll do another one. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it and uh, come up with good things. So if you go to uh, Dad's YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Colin1940, um, I'm sure it'll be uh, on the video section uh, there because it will be... Uh, going out live and hopefully we're hoping that youtube will record that for us 
I think mm. they automatically record it and upload it after. So if you can't tune in live, um, then uh, you, there's a chance that you'll be able to watch it after the time. Mm. So um, we'll right. probably, I don't know how long we're going to make it, maybe 45 minutes or something like that. Yes. Um, depending on oh, the level of questions or half an hour like the podcast, just to see, you know, if we've got a lot to talk about, we'll carry on talking, you know. Um, right. There's no time limit, which is great. Um, but yeah, so tune in six o'clock uh gmt uh england time and uh that's um sunday the 21st of december right so okay good right i think we'll call it a day yes shall we yes, merry I, christmas I everyone so. yes and yes merry christmas and we'll we'll see some of you i hopefully uh on sunday great and we'll, we'll wish you a merry christmas again <laughs> have a lovely time okay thanks everyone for listening i'm steve bradley And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.